Yo, hey, Mike. Hey, Kyle. How are you? Good. How are you? <clears throat> I'm doing all right. It's a quiet uh, weekend. We had snow, and I just stayed home, and Barb's oh, in uh, Albuquerque taking care of her mom. And Uh-oh, so you're home alone? I'm home alone. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> Getting into some trouble, I hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So is that is that the first snow you guys have had so far this year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, we've had a bunch of rain here and it's been cold, but no snow yet. Yeah, and it's put... been cold this weekend in the twenties, and we had yeah. snow and all kinds of car accidents yesterday. I just during the day it it, it snowed overnight, so into today, so. I pretty much just stayed in. Yeah. Recorded geek brunch, tried to do some comic sorting and and watch some football and uh that's about it. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh it's about how my my weekend has been. I was going to do some work around like around the house outside, but it's been raining all weekend and yeah, I had to do some chores inside, and I didn't get them done. I only got the, <laughs> I only got some laundry done and cleaned the kitchen a little bit. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, that's that's about what, all I've gotten done is laundry and a little bit of cleaning. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, doing a lot of reading and yeah, just hanging out inside. Yeah, I was. Reading a lot of Faust and Tim V. Hill this week weekend. I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I uh, got into it in the '90s, and now I'm kind of getting back into it. And a lot of stuff I I haven't even experienced. Yeah. I've experienced Faust and a couple of other titles he's done, but I haven't experienced Grips until now and a couple other things that I've recently purchased. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't uh I haven't read any of that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty violent and sexual. I like it, it's fun to talk about though to try to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. Um because I don't know if with Faust, if they're playing off of the literary work or or what, they'll like uh, have like a song like Elvis, like "Are You Lonesome Tonight," and like they yeah. have this DJ, and while that music's playing, he's out like slaughtering people, <laughs> and he like self monologues a lot. Like, I don't know if he's talking to the devil or if he's talking to himself or. Like yeah. like the Silver Surfer used to do, you know. I don't I don't know, but it, it's right. it's cool trying to figure out what it is. Back back when I read it in the '90s, I I was just so infatuated with the artwork that I wasn't really paying attention to the story, and now I'm trying to figure out the story. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of like when they when writers mix in music with um like with the the story or the kind yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, it was pretty cool. I so far two issues, and they've done that with two issues so far. So I don't know if they'll. I'm re, we're reading from the hardcover, so every podcast we do one more issue. <laughs> so each uh, each issue had a different song that was uh, mentioned in it. Yeah, and this one was Elvis. I knew yeah. this one because I was like. I know those lyrics. <laughs> the other one, I didn't know what it was. Okay. Hmm. And I try to figure it out, and I try to do some internet research, but there's not a lot on Faust. Huh, yeah. I guess everybody wrote it up before blogs were <laughs> a big <laughs> thing. Yeah. Hmm. And then I watched uh, Invisible Man for the first time. The 1933 version. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It was violent, man. Like, I've seen the Dracula werewolves and Frankensteins, but never seen the Invisible Man. He, like, killed, like, slightly under 200 people. Like, he was was just on a murder spree. Because when he became invisible, he lost his mind. And he kind of, like, wanted to rule the world. (laughs) And he was going to slaughter a lot of people. And he did. Like, he had a plan to, like, kill 100 people on a train. And he he derailed a train over a cliff and killed everybody in the train. And it it was crazy. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty violent for a 1933 film. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's... uh... It was probably pretty shocking back then. Yeah, they don't show any after effects, like people dying, but you see... Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And then I saw The Innkeepers, which is by the guy who did X and Pearl. I don't know if you heard of those two movies, but they were movies that... He filmed X, and then it's a horror movie, and then he filmed Pearl as a prequel to it. And he had done this Innkeepers before that, so I watched it. It's like a ghost story, but it kind of scared me enough that I, being alone in the house, I kept hearing noises. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, maybe I shouldn't be watching a scary movie now. I don't. Yeah. At night. Oh, so that's uh, that's kind of an old older movie. Yeah, Innkeepers was, um, I think, two years or three years or four years before X. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. And I don't know if I saw his first one. It's like House of the Devil or something. I I probably did, but I don't remember it. Oh. Do you like horror movies or no? Um, I'll I'll watch it. Like if uh, like if somebody recommends something, I'll watch it. But um, I don't, don't normally seek don't, it out. Yeah, I'm. I like. I have to be. I have to be in like a a pretty weird mood for a, a horror movie. Um, yeah, I'm usually like. I'm usually like always in the mood for like comedy stuff, you know. Um, mm. 
if I start watching something that's like too serious or whatever, sometimes I'll just be like, yeah, I'm not really feeling this and I'll, <laughs> I'll a comedy or something. Yeah. So I have to be in like a, a specific mood for it. Yeah. Same here. I, I switch my moods all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, it's funny. I like, if I'm bored and I'm not sure what to watch. I usually always like gravitate towards something like um, like it's always sunny in Philadelphia or something like that. Oh yeah, <laughs> comedy. <laughs> yeah. Well, take your mind off of stuff, right? I mean. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, the other uh, things will take your mind off of stuff, but it might not put you in a good place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be I'll be hearing noises around the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even that scary of a movie but it was a ghost story so yeah yeah <clears throat> well it, ha- I... it had it had one of those endings that i felt wasn't a good ending but like it was a questionable ending but because it was questionable it was disturbing oh okay yeah yeah but it was just about like two hotel workers that are working in like a old hotel mm-hmm. and there's only like five there's only like six actors in the whole movie like it probably mm. costs like virtually nothing to film but the two main characters that work at the hotel they were so interesting that it it made the film worthwhile you know the the actors did a good job of keeping me entertained yeah yeah oh yeah i i remember hearing about our i'm i remember hearing about the movie x um yeah that that, that's the one where they they go to like uh um like in the middle of nowhere to like make a porn movie yeah yeah okay yeah In the, yeah, it's filmed in the '70s, like kind of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. Okay. So like it takes yeah. place in the past. Okay. And then Pearl takes place like in the I don't remember if it was pre-war, like World War One. I, I, I it, so so like it's like in the '30s. Oh, uh, 1918. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's before World War One, or it's. Yeah, it's it's World, right at the end of it. End of World War One, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so. I didn't realize they were like a series. Yeah, and there's so supposed to be a third one uh, okay. coming out. Yeah. Because Pearl and X, I I think were pretty successful. I I think those were his like successes out of. <clears throat> I don't I don't think Innkeepers like lit the world on fire. Hmm. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, it, uh, I mean, Pearl had a budget of $1 million and it made over $10 million at the box office. Yeah. And then, same with X, they had a budget of $1 million and it made over $15 million. Yeah. So yeah, he did pretty well. I think, so, I think they're, they have like, smaller cost and better return 
than some of the big movies like yeah flash well, <laughs> yeah and horror movies have always traditionally kind of been low budget you yeah know, yeah you can pretty, get away with a lot yeah yeah pretty easy to make on a small budget Especially if you don't have many characters. <laughs> yeah, we should get like a House of Mystery then from DC. Oh my God, that would be like imagine if that was like a TV series. That would yeah. be amazing. Cain and Abel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, <clears throat> they had them in uh, Sandman. Yeah, they did show up there. Did you finish it, Sandman? Uh, I didn't finish it. No. I was so good. I uh, liked it so much that as the episodes were, I was watching the episodes, I was reading the source materials at the same time. I did too, yeah. yeah. I, I did that too. And actually, like, I I ended up enjoying, re- like, reading it so much more than I was enjoying the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, the show was awesome. I really liked the show. Yeah. Uh, and I like who they cast as Morpheus. I thought he was really good. Yeah, and Death. Yeah, yeah. And even... Uh, the Corinthian. Oh, yeah, the Corinthian was amazing. Yeah. And they had uh, the Lady Constantine in there. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Yeah. So we got some books to talk about. We got Firestorm, who won again. And then we got Penguin and Green Lantern. I have to say, you're you're on like a huge like winning streak with the polls. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But you had a lot before that. Like, I, I think I've had like four in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I did have quite a few. Um, so what do you I think? Want to... I think Firestorm is a uh, popular character, though. Like people, yeah, like that, like it. That's uh, yeah, that that era specifically. Yeah, that and the Fury of the Firestorm, which is after it. <clears throat> I it's really shocking that you, you know you talk about movies and stuff you know you're placing a movie at the right time so you can make a good budget they they place firestorm just right before the implosion so it never really stood a chance like the market was already down yeah and then they decided to blow it up (laughs) like by adding more books and it imploded (laughs) so they had to scale everything back down but if you look at it in terms of it, it should have been successful. Like it should have kept that one should have kept on going. Yeah. And we never saw six. Like six was later printed in a trade, but we never yeah, saw it. Was, it. Uh, yeah, I I couldn't remember the details, but like when I was reading uh five, I when I finished five, I was like wait, why is this, how is this still, like, why does this keep going? And, and... Yeah, I, I didn't keep going, but 
That's because they kind of included it in five. Yeah, and it's uh, it's black and white too. Yeah, that's um, the way all the of them were because they they did the same with the creeper and uh, black lightning and okay, um, cool. all those series that they canceled the Joker. They printed them most of them, at least that I know of, in trade as like an addition and didn't recolor them. Huh. Because they were never colored. They were done, but they weren't ever colored. So they they must so they they must have just like quit working on them or something. Yeah, it was it was like a if we we're losing so much money that we we need to stop it. <laughs> yeah. And they they just pulled like most of their lineup and just stuck with the core books. Yeah. Hmm. And it took them a while to recover because I don't think it was like until Teen Titans and Legion came in the 80s before crisis that they started to build up their market again and and dark knight you know with frank miller's dark knight and vertigo kicking off they started to be successful but i think market share wise they were hurting yeah i think we're gonna go through the same thing like right now like I think it's going to implode a little bit because there's so much out. And I think that five bucks is too much, like for a lot of people. Yeah, and there's just just way too much, like, entertainment available to people now, you know? It's just, it's insane. Like, even, like, just... Look at all the streaming services you have, and there's just so much stuff out. Yeah, and it's that price a month. Right. So, like, right. if you can choose, like, a five ninety nine service versus a 15-minute comic, you got way more hours of entertainment. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's why the app is such a good value if that's where they're heading heading towards yeah i I love i love i absolutely love having the app Mm -hmm. amazing let's start with firestorm yeah um so we so we read um what four four and five yeah um yeah, and uh, one thing that I thought about when I was reading these, um, if, if you think like um, Jerry Conway at the time is, um, you know, he creates this character and he has five, well, sup- well six issues, really, to to uh, showcase this character and he really like crams in so many different villains, you know, like we, we get to see like all the main firestorm villains in these like 
five, six issues. Yeah, you yeah. even get Typhoon in six. Yeah. So yeah. that's it's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, it's and... a a lot a lot of superheroes have a hard time building like a popular rogues gallery, but Firestorms has stayed there. Like Multiplex and Killer Frost and Hyena. They've all been and, there still. And it's funny too how they're all like they're all like closely connected to Ronnie, you know? Yeah. Like, um or the professor. Yeah, or the professor. Like they they were either created in the same accident as him or you have um hyena is uh um, they they didn't they didn't reveal this in this series, but Hyena is Doreen's sister, right? Yeah, yeah. She just vanished though, but you don't know that. Like, you're left with the whole cliffhanger. Oh, Ima- yeah. Imagine being into this story with issue five, and then it just ends. <laughs> like, you don't know who Hyena is. You do not know like the the ending for Ronnie's father. Like, there's that cliffhanger. Oh, I know. It's like, what is, why is Ronnie's father lying? And, uh, you have to wait like, what, like eight years to find the answer. <laughs> yeah. But I, I still like, if I was reading this, like I have no clue who Hyena is because it's weird because that character fights the good, like cops and stuff but also is like a vigilante at the same time. So it's like, I, I don't know where that character stands. Right. Well, he makes a comment um, in one of the issues, like I think it was issue five. Hyena says that he um, is there to take the, the, like the loot from the, the, um, the crooks uh, for himself um, and not for the cops like Firestorm is there for. Yeah. So it's almost like she's just, um, you know, robbing for herself, but just letting the, letting the crooks do the work, but then she comes in and takes it. Um, but yeah, there's nothing here that would make you think, um, or give you a hint as to who Hyena is. Um, does that professor, I mean, does the principal know? You know how they introduce the principal? Yeah. Does yeah. the principal know who she is? Because she was going to, like, guest teach, right? Right. She was there for the, um, yeah, assistant teacher um, interview. And uh, he's on the phone with somebody. And I, we think it's, I think it's her. Yeah. It's either her or the father because. They, yeah, he knows. They, yeah, he knows Ronnie's uh, father pretty well. And he's calling Ronnie's father, I think, to warn him saying, hey, the mafia guys, they know you're here. You yeah. Know? And then that the, the one, the one mafia guy, the younger one, he. He's just trying to impress his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spit shine. <laughs> yeah, spit shine. And the other one's shoe shine. And yeah. <laughs> and the mother is just like this big hulking figure with the Tommy gun. 
Yeah, the mother reminds me of the um, reminds me of the crook's mother in uh, Goonies. the Goonies. The Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> Throw mama from a train, woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's odd. But and then shoe shine too. Did you notice he's got like one big shoe and one small shoe? No, I, I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's really weird. Look at his shoes. Like if you see it. <laughs> <laughs> and so in like issue five, when it first shows him like in that, he's wearing like a yellow suit. <laughs> And he's got like a dress shoe on his right foot, and he's it looks like he's got a boot on his left foot. I wonder if it's because he's got one smaller than the other, and he's trying yeah. to to walk even. I don't know what's happening, but I didn't I, even it, notice it to tell you the truth. Now that you mentioned it, yeah. And there's a couple other panels too, I think, where you can see it, but. But yeah, I, I just, at first I noticed his suit and I, I was cracking up laughing at his suit and then I noticed his shoes. Because they, uh, they, they're they trying to rob something and start a fire to, to lure the people away, right? So they like, burned a whole building down in order to, and, and Ronnie essentially becomes firestorm which is a disaster for professor steen because he blacks he blacks out he doesn't know how he and where he ends up <laughs> so he hires a private investigator <laughs> to follow him around yeah. because he doesn't and that private investigator puts like a trick elevator like he's yeah. like oh i'll i'll catch him as he goes down where he's going and yeah. uh he becomes firestorm while he's in the elevator so and he's like, wow, no, he didn't get off on any floors. What the hell happened to him? And then later on, when he meets him, he's he's drinking like he's <laughs> so drunk. <laughs> yeah, he's getting hammered. <laughs> he's getting hammered, and it affects Ronnie. Like he's he's flying drunk essentially. Well, in the the uh, private eye is like, is this, is this guy like crazy or is he just like a drunk or something? <laughs> yeah. But that's when professor Steen like falls, Stein falls underneath the table and then he's gone. Like yeah. he's, where did he, where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got him investigating him and then you got the other guy, the uh, Ronnie's rival, um, no, so, yeah. he knows that Firestorm is somebody in the school. Yeah, I like when he's like, he's like, I'll, I know, I'll just make a list of all my enemies or the people that don't like me. And yeah. like eight people come up to him and insult <laughs> him. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> including, a, including a teacher. <laughs> so he's like, wow, well, it could be anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hyena pretty much trashes Firestorm just by attacking within close range. Well, yeah, and <clears throat> he doesn't he, know how he, to deal with her. 
Ronnie can't even like fly away. Yeah. Cause he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's half drunk. <laughs> and then he gets knocked out by the uh, spit shine from behind. <laughs> from a gun. Yeah. Yeah. Hits him in the back of the head. But then they uh when they carry hyena away the one guy makes the comment like most of this costume is padding like so is it a costume i don't know it sounds like, like it though even when he talk, talks about his claws like yeah. they're enhanced mechanical or something right yeah i thought i thought just by the way the hyena looked it looked very natural like a werewolf like i'm turning into a, a hyena it wasn't a costume yeah, that's the way I thought, too. Um, but, yeah, she's got diamond-edged claws. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, but it, it does make me curious to go to the Fury of Firestorm now and read more about her. I think you have to go to the... <clears throat> so, so the reading order is... Well, six never came out, but you should read six. Yeah, and that read... did yeah, you I read, read it? Yeah. And then you should read the backups that were in the Flash. Yeah. Because that's the order. It he became a Flash backup. Right. For, I, for I, a while. Yeah, and I I think I've got all those issues. And then you can read Fury of Firestorm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there there's uh. And six, actually, in issue six, um, Cliff, uh, Cliff is getting picked on again, and he, um, he starts making jokes at Ronnie, because that's kind of his go-to, and, and, uh, he gets a, he gets a bunch of the other, um, students to, like, beat up Ronnie, but then um, Ronnie's friend Jefferson from the basketball team actually, like, saves him and scares the other guys off. Um, it's so an Ronnie, inverse so, bully. It's so weird. I know. It is. And, like, you've got all these, like... And then in issue four, issues four and five, Cliff is writing... Um, S selling essays that he writes for other students. And turning them to Fs though. Yeah. The one yeah. guy's like, I got an F. Yeah, he's getting them, getting them failed, and uh, nobody, nobody still like beats up Cliff. Like he, <laughs> like Cliff just kind of gets away with everything. Yeah, and then you've got the um, the weird situation with Ronnie and his dad, where his dad, um, <clears throat> Ronnie's already upset because his dad always, um, you know, misses his uh, games and misses dinner and whatnot. And he does um, he does the inverse on him because he comes home late. Like he's like, "Where were you? And why right. are you still in your your sport clothes?" And then Ronnie's like, well, where were you? Where You haven't been home in a couple of nights or whatever, and I'm always here by myself. 
You never tell me where you are. <laughs> yeah, and then he he finds out from uh, one of his coworkers at the newspaper that he wasn't always a reporter. Right. He gets really upset too. Like he's he's with Doreen, and he's just there. He's very flustered. Yeah. Yeah, and his. Uh, his dad doesn't like it when he tries to ask him about it either. Yep. And then uh, Danton Black is in the hospital and they have a power outage and somehow gets his powers back. And then he goes after Firestorm. And at the end of issue five, it's like he teams up with the hyena. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the... Uh... The hyena didn't seem like um, he would be uh, able to to be on a, a part of a team or work with somebody else at first, but then, yeah, they kind of surprise you at the end. Well, even Multiplex, he doesn't seem like a team player. He's right. very... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Well, Multiplex, uh, you can see how powerful he is in this issue. Um, well, he's draining he, all kinds of different energies. Yeah, he, he drains all these different energies, and then... But he turns Ronnie, into, like, mini-me's, like little... Yeah, Ronnie, Ronnie supposedly beats him, but that was just one of his clones. Yeah. Um, but, yeah... He, like, he, 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 what did he do? He fed him more energy... And that energy caused him, instead of being two people, to he become over... a... He overloaded him, and it became yeah. a, like these miniaturized hundreds of them. Like hundreds of multiplexes that were the size of, uh, I don't know, six inches. Yeah, because I guess he... When he consumes like too much energy, I guess he like s- splits apart like that. And Drunken but, Ronnie didn't know what to do, so he just fed him more energy. Yeah. And the professor's I, hiccuping and everything because he's, he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is hilarious, though, with the, the private eye supposed to be following professor. <laughs> he keeps losing him. <laughs> that must suck, though. He doesn't know what the hell's. He's blacking out for the large amounts of time and ends up yeah. someplace else. He's yeah. got a, he's a smart guy. He's got a really, th- all he's got to do is talk to Ronnie. <clears throat> yeah. I got Ronnie should just tell him what's happening. I think. Cause he knows what's happening. Yeah. He should uh, do like memento. I don't know if you've ever seen that me- uh, movie, but it, it's about a guy with short-term memory, and he has to like oh, yeah. r- write stuff down on his arm and stuff to to know. Yeah. Like, there's one though. He's getting shot at, and he's go, "Why am I running? Why am I getting shot at?" <laughs> he doesn't remember. <laughs> it's like Professor Stein. He doesn't know. Yeah. 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 Those are good. I. I... I, I love uh, I love the character and I love the 
cast, the supporting the, cast. Yeah, and the, just the Ronnie and the professor together are, are really good. Mm-hmm. It's very different. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's just, uh, like, it's it's uh, it's serious, but also, like, not too serious, you know? Yeah, it's probably more serious at the time, and now you can laugh at it a little bit, but right, it's yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, for sure. Especially the inverse of bullying. It's so weird that Jock gets bullied <laughs> by a geek. I know, yeah. And why is Carmichael's, like... Why why is he giving people F papers? I thought he was supposed to be pretty smart. Right, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, like, five issues in, and we have Multiplex, we have Killer Frost, and we have the Hyena. And then in issue six, which never came out, you get Typhoon. Mm, yeah. Which is one of the characters that was an elemental that mm. was in John Ostrander's run. Yeah. <clears throat> and you get a you get an appearance by Superman. That's true. So I mean the pacing had everything going for it. Like it's it's weird that a lot of people didn't buy it. Yeah, and kind of like I was saying, like it's like Jerry Conway was able to cram so much into each issue. Like you get so much out of each issue. Um, it, it really was like he was like almost kind of like trying out for for a, an ongoing, you know? Mm-hmm. They probably granted him ongoing, and then somewhere around four, they were like, this ain't working out. <laughs> yeah. And he already had six done, and they just let that yeah. one just go. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because we see uh, we see all these characters um, again in the in Fury of Firestorm. Well, they had done the same thing with Ghost Rider, like the the Danny Ketch Ghost Rider. Mm. Like they. We're supposed to. They they ended like on a issue that was a had cliffhangers, and they didn't address it until like a decade later. So they they had the story, but Ghost Rider at the time was losing money, and they decided to pull the plug before it, the story even finished. Mm. So it wasn't until like ten years later they printed a a comic called. Ghost Rider finale that wrapped up that series. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, sales mean stuff. They they'll just pull the carpet from under you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in the red, all kinds of stuff could happen. Like this might have, this might have been making a profit, but not enough profit to justify it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who knows? It had everything that you would need in a successful comic. Great villains, all kinds of plot threads. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I yeah, don't understand. Uh, uh, he's a 
like a teenage hero too. Yeah, so he's got get... problems like Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good it was a good read for sure. Yeah. So uh, let me let me ask you because you did read six. Was there any kind of conclusion in that? Like, did did you find anything out about the sister in that um, one, or any further um, things about the principal or the father? Uh, I don't think so. Um, not that I remember, anyways. Um, he he can we can we see more of uh shoe shine and and his uh family his family um they they do grab uh they do grab the um they kidnap the principal and then they um they're asking him about um, Ronnie's dad. Well, it's a it's a picture of uh, it's a, a picture of a guy, but you can't tell. I I don't know if it's Ronnie's dad or not. They call him Rockwell. Oh. Um, and Shoeshine says he split town fifteen years ago. Word is he's back. Where is he? And the principal doesn't doesn't tell him, and then Firestorm flies in and kind of breaks up the breaks up the um, the confrontation, and then uh, Typhoon Typhoon comes in as well, fighting Firestorm. So they kind of get interrupted. Okay. Um, did it end on yeah. a cliff? Did it end on a cliffhanger too? Um, what what would be really interesting is to no, see. He, so he stops Typhoon. Um, he stops Typhoon. So that's. Um, but but there's still the the unanswered questions with Ronnie's dad, and then. Um, yeah, I, I, it just, it's not really a cliffhanger, but I wonder, I wonder if it was continued in that flashback up. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it'd be interesting. So, uh, the other books we have are. Uh, Penguin and um, what was the other one? Oh, Green Lantern. Yeah, Green Lantern. Let's do the Penguin. So, yeah. so, so Penguin we covered zero, one, and two, and zero was just a rehash of what we covered roughly in Batman as a backup. Yeah, and it's funny because I like I was reading Zero, and I was like, I haven't read this issue before, but I like I've seen all this stuff before. Like I, I yeah. couldn't remember like where, like where I had seen it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the backup of of Batman. Yeah, 
Yeah, but that one is uh... Chip Serdowski, and was not was not even Tom King, and I I kind of like right. it better actually. Um, it it kind of bridged the gap between the it it's what spawned off Failsafe because it was the death of the penguin. He faked his death, caused right. Failsafe to go after Batman because he supposedly killed Penguin. And then um, he goes to Metropolis, opens up a flower shop, and Catwoman confronts him, says, I knew you weren't dead, blah, blah, blah. And she, she goes, the, the interesting thing is he had 10 kids. 10. Yeah. And the two brothers, and the brother and sister, the sister who looks like the penguin and the son, <laughs> like, I don't know where he got his height from. He's like yeah. seven foot. And the sister is like four foot eight or, or smaller. Yeah. Uh, their brother and sister, it looks like the old the brother was killing all the siblings. So the one sibling that we had met before in Detective or what Batman, they put him into a coma, and the rest of the family they they killed. So they went to the reading of the will and the brother and sister inherited his properties and then everything else got donated to sanctuaries and metropolis and bird things. Yeah, the birds, yeah, bird sanctuaries. Yeah. So um, uh, they, she, they were pissed, but then it, it doesn't but, really uh, get into their stuff, you know? But uh, we find out, though, in the in the – Issues one and two, it, it might be issue two. We find out that the money donated to the bird sanctuaries was actually laundered back to the flower shop. To, yeah, yeah, that's to, right. Uh, penguin. <laughs> you know the thing I didn't, I, I as you know, Penguin's my favorite Batman villain, but there was one thing Tom King did that I didn't like. Yeah, he. He mentioned the penguin's age, and that's like that. Oh, you, you should make it a no-no. He's yeah. almost eighty years old. Yeah. And that is like he should have never went there because now in the back of your mind, you think, how's this eighty-year-old man gonna be doing foiling the Batman and have an umbrella and do all this stuff? He's eighty. <laughs> Was, and he's he's sort that, of retiring. Yeah, was that issue two where they yeah, give? Yeah, him because he starts talking about retirement. Yeah, Is, issue two was very confusing for me because I when I was reading that I didn't know who the help was, and I I was yeah. like, is this Lex Luthor? <laughs> I, who is this guy? He looks like Lex Luthor. He's a skinny version. He's like an assassin. He's yeah. He's actually like he's actually pretty like pretty uh, competent uh, fighter. Well, he's re- well. He's they say he well. Penguin calls him like the like the the best kill the best most efficient killer in the world. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's like ninety two, and he's like. In ins like insanely good shape, and <laughs> he's like still uh, 
he mentions uh, uh, he's he's fencing with like the world's best fencer who can't even like score a point off of him. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, I'm missing something. Like, yeah, I, I am missing a huge chunk of story. Where did I miss it? And uh, it it was in that Batman Killing Time that was written mm-hmm. by Tom King, and I didn't read it. Yeah, so I, I didn't. Either. I, I was like, where did this guy come from? Why is he such a badass? Who is he? D- never mentions his name that I could find. Yeah. Um, he he refers to him as the help, but that's <laughs> weird too because the this guy has his own help, like. He's got a butler, he's got a a cook, he's got like 18 people that are in his mansion that serve him. So I'm like, what is the help? Is it like (laughs) the whole staff and him? I didn't, I didn't know what was going on. So So I think what, so I think the way I interpreted it, interpreted it was, so when it starts off, like he's He's the one telling the story when it starts off. The help he, guy? Yeah, and he's talking about how he um he retired. He so the help retired from his his life of you know being a mercenary or whatever he was. Um and that's why Penguin, when Penguin's there, he keeps saying this is this isn't you and then you know, at the end, he says, you, he says, you're, um, uh, I forget the exact wording, but he says, like, you shouldn't have help, you are the help, or something like that, and he, because he kept, yeah, he said, you are not to be served, you are a servant, um, see, I misread it then, I thought the black captioning was the penguin, no, I think the, the black is the help. Um, and so the year of 85, he's the, it's the help. Well, yeah. he, that's when he said he took the pl- He retired in his 85th year. Right. Yeah. That's the help. See, that's where I got confused. Remember I told you the age of the penguin. He didn't tell you the age of the penguin. He told you the age of the help. Yeah. I, yeah, I just cause... thought the black, text was the penguin because you you're you see the penguin walking in and i thought it was self you know dialogue of the right. penguin yeah and who's the the one that changes to like a light green caption is that the penguin or what no that is the uh butler oh Okay, so um, that's the saying, butler, and then it turns yeah, to a gray, I, and that's the penguin. Yeah, because the butler says, as I go into the drawing room, I can still smell this one on me, saying that basically saying the penguin was stink, stinks, basically. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the um, let's see, uh. This that that's when they uh they have dinner. He invites him to go hunting. He goes hunting. Yeah. He gets his nose broken 
So the help guy has his doctor fix his nose, and Penguin kills the doctor. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cruel. Um, And that's when he gets into the fencing thing. And then Penguin shoots his butler in the head with the umbrella. Yeah. And then poisons the help. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's like in um, in issue like the beginning of issue one. It's like Penguin like is completely done, you know. Like he wants, it's like he wants out of the life. He's completely done, and then as Amanda Waller brings him in. Yeah, yeah, Amanda Waller gets this. this girl to go after him, this agent who's um, missing an eye. Yeah. She has her I, eye jacked up. I, uh, I think that happened in killing time. I think. Yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah, it, it happened with, um, when Batman was there to stop, uh, penguin. Um, uh, but yeah, this this agent like um, basically has this talk with Penguin, and it, it's just interesting because like at the beginning of issue one, you're like you know you're you see like a different side of Penguin, and you're you know you see like the person, and you're like, oh, he he actually like wants to be be better you know maybe but then the whole but then as issue one goes on you're like no no he doesn't <laughs> well it seems like he progresses to get worse like but right. but I, I, like... I i maybe you can explain this to me though because i got confused in issue two he kills the doctor and then he goes back and poisons the the guy mm-hmm. but he doesn't kill him right yeah, he doesn't kill him. He basically take he he kills all of his staff and lays all of his staff around the guy as the guy was like knocked out. Um, but but did he hit him with the umbrella? Like did he beat him with the umbrella or was, or was that somebody else? Because he yeah. poisoned him and then he he got his umbrella and hit him in the head like several times. Yeah, he beat him with the umbrella. Yeah, and it it looks to me at the end he's like now driving. He's now Penguin's driver. Like he's now peng- drive helping Penguin. Yeah, it's crazy. So it it's like. But but I'm gonna, I I want to go back and read the captions though of the black captions because I yeah, wanna the... I wanna I'm, I was reading those. As if they were the penguin. So I got really yeah. confused. Yeah, it's the help because at the end he says, um, though I approach, approach an age where infirm, infirmity, incontinence, and impotence dominate, I still feel deep in my soul that I have something left to give. To they who seek the sky, I might still be of help. Um. So I think, yeah, he's just saying like he was, 
this whole time, like, he's almost kind of saying, like, um, his whole purpose has been to, to help other people achieve great things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know why, um, I don't know why, but it, it didn't, um, uh, I just, I just didn't think that black, the writing in black was penguin. Um, and I think, I think it was when he says, um, I, I took the plunge, fateful plunge in my 85th year. I was like, well, that can't be penguin. Well, I get, I got confused because every time it went black, the penguin was in the diag, he was <clears throat> in the foreground. Yeah. Yeah. So like it I, doesn't, it's and like, that's why I was like, how how in the world would you ever say that the penguin was 80, 85? That's like hindering yourself. Yeah. Right. Because right. this is in continuity. So the, the other thing I didn't get is like, what does Amanda want? Like, what what is her? What is uh, her beef? Why did she do this? Yeah, I don't know. And that's that. So that brings up a question I had um so this agent wants Penguin to go take his empire back and the only thing um, I could I could think of is the kids are fucking it up like the balance of power is not going the way they want right that's probably yeah that's probably it's probably just a balance of power type thing um, but I kind of wondered, like, was the agent going rogue and saying that she wants Penguin to go back and take his, his empire, like, and she'll be working, or he'll be working for her. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's really, um, cool and, and interesting how Penguin, like, like you said, um, just progresses like just back to like pure evil by the end of issue two. <laughs> yeah, he's he's back to being the yeah. vicious killer. Well, he took this guy that he knew was like the best fighter ever. Like this this guy has held his own against Batman, right? Well, yeah, and in killing time. So he also mentioned he was meeting lady shiva later to train her yes so that's like one of the best fighters in the dc universe so like so you have you have this this guy who's a badass he's 85 well he's plus 85 he retired when he was 85 i think he's 92 and oh he's 92 so he and then penguin knows he can't take this guy out so yeah, he, so he, he has he, to like out, he takes out it. he takes out the staff that he needs to, like yeah. he starts he starts killing off his staff, poisons him, and then once he's poisons him, he beats the shit out of him, like with the umbrella, and now he's a servant working for him. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty insane. I look yeah. forward to see where this goes. 
but he uh it's like penguin planned that whole thing like before he went there because he said um uh let's which see means where... he, had, he had to he oh. had to already know what that the help guy was gonna do well yeah I, he probably he probably knew the help guy wasn't gonna um willingly help him um but yeah he made the comment um your doctor had the ingredients for the poison i killed him and stole them and he said thank you for the blow with your gun which allowed me a moment alone with the poor man Yeah, that was that, that was a good comic. I I know issue three's out now, at least the physical copy. Um, I'm curious to see where where that goes, for yeah. sure. The Green Lantern, I I must have missed reading the previous series because I I I know I I read some of it but I, I can't guarantee I read all of it because I didn't know like the status quo of Hal. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that Hal didn't have a ring or he left the green lantern Corps. Yeah. I think they, I think they took it from him. If I remember right. What series did that happen? Was it in the Morrison series or was it No, it was in the it was in the previous one with um with the, the little girl? The Teen Lantern, yeah. So that was like I didn't finish that, but yeah, to me that, it, to me it focused on the the one Green Lantern. It focused on the little girl, the one that was in Far Sector. And then, um, and John, John. so I, I I didn't read far enough to see what it did to Hal. Like I, I know John was in communication with him, but like, I I don't think I read past six. So I don't know like why he got ousted or why he left. So he came back to, to earth Mm -hmm. in like 2814, somehow the United what they call it planets united planets had yeah said 2814 is now not protected or yeah the united isolated are, the united planets are now like the basically like the guardians of the sector um with the green lanterns being gone so now i, I think there was a panel there that said Kyle unknown John yeah. is sort of depowered too, and he's on Earth taking care of his mom. Um, it, it doesn't mention Guy. Well, yeah, well, it's uh, so it's confusing because <clears throat> John, um, yeah, John went home to be with his mom, but he also in the previous series he like basically like became the oa power battery himself like he like he is he's now like 
basically like a, a lantern like himself. <laughs> well, that that did confuse me though because the backup <laughs> material sort of explained that. Right. Yeah. But but it almost made it look through the eyes of that other Green Lantern that it was it happening was. on a different multiverse. At least that's the impression I got. So I got really yeah. confused. I think it is because they keep saying Earth Zero when yeah. they show John, and yeah. then um, they say another. Well, they say another universe, another time when they show the. Um, I guess the. The powered up John. Yeah. So I guess I should read the uh, Green Lantern John Stewart. Along with this book, because it seems to be continuing the backup. Yeah. But Hal goes back to Earth. He doesn't have a ring. He he goes to uh, Carol Ferris, asks for a job. She reluctantly gives him one in like the mail room or something like, <laughs> and he works yeah. his way up to be her private pilot where they're going to the Pentagon to, to negotiate contracts. And in like, in like 12 hours, he worked his way up. <laughs> yeah. And prior to that, he, he was, was flying a plane, but he failed a simulating test and she just says, oh, we'll just use the drones because the whole industry is heading towards non-pilots and drones now. Yeah. So that that's an interesting thing on, like, AI and the way war is heading, you know? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought that was an interesting thing. And then the it's fascinating because out of the blue, some guy just buys – a Manhunter costume on eBay. <laughs> yeah. He buys like a, a full Manhunter and he has like this, this Owen energy in it. And how wills himself a ring from that Manhunter yeah. and gets the Green Lantern power back. And, and even like Kilowog doesn't look like he's powered up as a Lantern now because you know, there's a scene in where Hal is living in a a trailer and he's he's out there barbecuing or talking, drinking beer with Kilowog. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I really need to finish that previous series to see where the status quo ended, and that was a good series too because I really like the little girl and and I love the Far Sector Green Lanterns and John so. Yeah, it really, it really builds um, off of that. Yeah, it really builds up uh, John's story. And then uh, I can't remember exactly why Hal got ousted, but the I think all the Earth, all the Earth Lanterns, I think, were like basically grounded. Like, I think they took their rings yeah, we don't need you anymore because United Planets is there. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the demolition team shows up again <laughs> in this issue. Yeah, they were in Peacemaker. And I went back and I read their first appearance in the old Green Lantern because it's on the app too. Oh, okay. Um, 
I just wanted to refresh my memory of how these guys exist. In this in this one they're kind of made as a joke because they're running from the police and they go to a a mausoleum or or graveyard uh, yes. site and they start des- desecrating it and Hal's like, "Well, I can have fun with this. I'm going to ha- I'm going to scare them." <laughs> <laughs> so he he basically made ghosts and all these voices and scared the crap out of them and they turned themselves over to the police. Yeah. And then he he tries flying with his new power and he gets up so high and his 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 ring disappears. And he falls. Almost dies. <laughs> yeah. And then he kind of messes with Carol's fiance a little bit on the plane. Yeah, she's getting married to this guy, and he's like, maybe I can convince her to be with me again. <laughs> yeah, and I this is where like I got confused with like the timing because I had already read Night Terrors, but I this I guess issue two leads into Night Terrors number one. Yeah. And that's where it continues on in the app, too. So I had to jump. Yeah. Because I already read Green Lantern Night Terrors. I did, too. Yeah. Yeah. The art in Night Terrors Green Lantern is phenomenal. It looks amazing. Yeah. The art, the art and the color in it is just phenomenal. And I like how I... they, they were <laughs> picking on Hal's family, like haunting him you know like the father's death and stuff in the first oh issue. Yeah. yeah 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 that's kind of his uh his weakness mm-hmm. um but you, you gotta be a badass green lantern if you can will yourself <laughs> a ring from an old man, man hunter. Hunter, yeah <laughs> is that yeah um so I, I wonder what that means. I mean, does that mean he doesn't have to charge anymore? Uh, well, it's... It but it also like... means, like, it could flake out at any time because he's not concentrating or something. I... Yeah, and I wonder, because it's probably, like, an older technology than what the rings had. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so maybe it's got more um, weaknesses. True. I really like the um, the art in the backup. Uh, it's it's really cool. Yeah, the John Stewart stuff. He, yeah. he he fought like a a, a Necron type female <laughs> character <coughs> who was like dealing with like corpses and stuff. Yeah, and this is a this is a new lantern that I. Where's don't, Earth Zero though? Like I don't recognize. Um, I thought there was Earth. When when did there is Earth Zero our Earth or because somewhere along the line Earth One was our Earth and Earth right. Two was was the Golden Age Earth. <clears throat> what is Earth I'll, Zero? Is it is I'll, Earth Zero our <laughs> Earth now or is it? Not. That's what I. That's what I think. I think Earth Zero is the like the, the dawn of DC stuff. Oh, okay. I think, 
that I, I think I remember. I seem to remember reading something where it switched, and now, for whatever reason, Earth Zero is the our Earth. It was from the last um, event. I think it was Infinite. from the last event. Uh, <laughs> the New Frontier, or whatever the hell that was, that Justice League thing. Justice yeah, League Incarnate led led into an event, and I can't remember what the event was. It was yeah, in Infinite something. Yeah. Um, but I think all the. Um, yeah, I think the all the the heroes left like merged on Earth Zero or something. Okay. That's for some reason I I think that's what happened, but I don't know for sure. And the whole Sinestro thing is weird because <clears throat> Sinestro is attacking the Carol Ferris base. Yeah, um, and he's got like some shark guy and a couple other villains with him. But they don't, and they don't say like what he was there for. Like he, like Carol says, nothing was taken, but he, they killed the the employees. Um, I thought he was there to like, you know, destroy all the planes or something. But he must have done something to him. Yeah, he came with some shark guy. It doesn't look like the shark guy from the Suicide Squad. It looks like another one. And then some octopus-looking thing. Yeah, and the um, the one guy is the one guy from Omega Man. Yeah, Tigor. Yeah. It looked like him, but I didn't know who the guy in the green suit was. Yeah, it it kind of looks like Dr. Freeze, or Mr. Freeze, but... Um, he doesn't have the man or something. Yeah, he looks He's like green. A green kryptonite-looking guy. Hal plays but some they, baseball. But the uh, apparently the Legion of of Doom is still around because Sinestro was mentioning the Legion of Doom, even though like Luther's in jail and the rest are kind of all missing yep <clears throat> and that that's when uh hal confronts well carol actually says what the hell's going on hal you bring <clears throat> sinestro into my world and they have that discussion and then hal goes looking for sinestro and they meet it i think they're in a bar yeah. he says i believe you've been looking for me <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting. This was uh Jeremy Adams and uh Zermonico. And then the backup was uh Philip Kennedy Johnson and Montos. You said you liked his art. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. I like uh it it looks um it looks kind of like uh, I don't know, kind of almost kind of nineties looking. 
It looks hyper detailed for sure. Yeah. I like the way he draws that that John Stewart. Yeah. <clears throat> and I wonder what ring that is—the purple indigo ring, or what that is floating it. I'm it says... guessing it's. I'm guessing it's from that 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 lady that that uh, revenant queen. Oh yeah. Um, did the ring come off of her? Yeah, it did. He said, yeah, and John said, or John says she left us a trail to follow. She's still wearing her old ring. Um, and then, um, he tells that other lantern, find the Revenant Queen, start by looking for that universe's John Stewart. Um... And so that ring shows up um, in front of that's John. Where I, that's where I got really confused because I didn't know what earth this John Stewart is from. You said he's the one that is part of the, the battery, right? Yeah, so, so this, um, yeah, the John Stewart on Earth Zero is like, must be depowered and then... This yeah, this other John Stewart is from a different uh, universe, but he said he's telling this lantern to find the Revenant Queen and start by looking for that universe's John Stewart. Yeah, um, because she'll hunt him down for certain. And then it says to be continued in John Stewart Green Lantern. So that's where that story continues. Yeah, that war journal. Mhm. That looks good. That that should be pretty. Yeah. Pretty fun. All right, we're we're at the point where we get to pick our books. I know what my new book is going to be. I'm going to do Danger Street one through three. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've been wanting to read that. Tom King, going over all the first issue special characters. Yeah. <clears throat> so Danger Street one through three. Um let's see. And I'll do uh one of mine just to stay in the Danger Street realm, I'll do uh First issue special one. Let's see. I'll do one, ten, and eleven. I guess that's what they have. Okay. They have others, but. <clears throat> no, they have uh, one. I'll do one through three. They have them. Issues one is Atlas, issue two is Green Team, and issue three is Metamorpho. Oh, and issue, nice. issue four is my favorite of all time. I love Lady Cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First issue, special, one through three. 
and then I wish there was a back button. I guess there is. I think I'll do um, Adventure Comics. Adventure Comics 2009, 1 through 3. Oh, nice. Um, is that Jeff Johns? Um, I don't think so, but yeah, it is Jeff Johns. You're right. It is. Clayton Henry, Jeff Johns, and Manipul. Yeah. So it looks like it's Connor's stories, at least the first three. And you said one through three of first issue special, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> um, let's see. For my... You got to pick some winners now. Come on. <laughs> I know. Um, for my uh, first uh, older book, I'll do... Um, I'll do uh, Suicide Squad um, issue 10 uh, from 1988, so the Ostrander, um, starting with issue 10, and then um, the next one in the the sequence is the doom patrol suicide squad number oh. one, the special. Okay. Uh, and then I'll do number issue 11 as well. Okay. Or actually let's just do those two. Cause I, those two are part of the part of one arc. Okay. 10 and 11. Well, so 10 and then the doom patrol suicide squad. Number one are okay. the, the story that might be challenging to put in the survey because you only have so <laughs> many characters but i'll figure something yeah yeah it's um so it's number it. 10 and doom patrol special number one yeah what's your second uh, let's see <clears throat> Um, the second one, let's do, hmm, let's do, um, Uh, let's do uh, let's do Blue Devil. Um, we'll do one through three of Blue Devil. Oh, that's a good choice. 
I could win. So the choices are first issue special one through three adventure comics two thousand nine one through three suicide squad ten doom patrol special number one and blue devil one through three you just gotta pick a new one now and my new one's danger street yeah okay mm, excuse me let's see. I don't want to pick something we're like really far behind on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, how about, uh, how about green arrow? Okay. Just, uh, there's four issues out. So I guess just, we could just get caught up. Yeah, we'll do that. Sounds like a plan. So our, our new books are Danger Street 1 through 3 and Green Arrow 1 through 4. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can wrap this episode up. Yeah. You can reach Kyle at kpettit5 on Twitter. I'm at Mike Myers Brunch on that and Blue Sky. And you can reach us at dcnoisepodcast.com. On Facebook, it's DC Noise Podcast. Click the like button, follow the episode threads there. And we'll be back. I think we actually had two in a row. Yeah. That's yep. pretty unusual. I... <laughs> <laughs> pretty impressive. Yeah, for, it's uh... very impressive for us. <laughs> so uh, uh, that we'll see if we can do it again and yeah. keep the streak alive. But Keep uh alive. All right. You got you have a good week and uh we'll talk to you in two weeks, hopefully. Yep, yeah, you too, Mike. Take, Take it care, easy. Kyle. Yep. Bye. Bye.